This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Visit Bemidji. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. If you're fascinated by what you're hearing today, Bemidji State University might be the place for you when it comes to college. They're located amid the lakes and forests of the Northwoods, and it's the only place in Minnesota where you can earn a four-year degree in aquatic biology. It's a state-of-the-art program on the shores of Lake Bemidji, giving you high-tech lakeside facilities and ample opportunity for research and a hands-on education. You can choose fisheries biology, aquatic systems, or wetlands ecology. An aquatic biology education at Minnesota's premier Northwoods University. It's the right fit for you. Visit BemidjiState.edu. I'm Chuck Hassey of Leisure Outdoor Adventures, and you're listening to Paul Bunyan Country. Well, I always say this, uh, it's been too long, but with all my guests, I kind of feel that way. i got so many great people to talk to, as uh, it takes a while before I get to run into again. But it's time to talk to Bruce Jean, uh, because he does everything, including deer hunting. And uh, Bruce, first of all, you know, you've been fishing, now you're getting ready to hunt. Uh, how long does it take you to change your brain around into hunting mode? Oh, well... With this nice weather, it's going to take a lot longer. I should be out crappie fishing right now with this 70-degree temperature. But um, it's it's pretty easy to shift into the gear of uh, of deer hunting. And, and, you know, you get to get out to the shack with the guys and, and you know, be a part of the tradition of the, the Gene family hunting shack. And uh, goes way back, um, well, initially to 1982. And... Uh, I was just a wee little lad out deer hunting, and I just remember how big that tree stand was, and and now they're not so big, and <laughs> and the deer are are equally as fun to shoot. So, so is is 1982 the first time you got to go to the deer camp? So you know, my dad and his buddies, there were five total. Um, they purchased a hunting shack together. And this hunting shack was about a four-mile boat ride to get to, and then about a two-mile four-wheeler ride to get to. And, Kev, let me tell you, this is a shack. <laughs> if you didn't have a mouse running across your sleeping bag in the middle of the night, there was something wrong. Um, it was, it, we had a bear go through the drain. Um, but let's just put it this way. It was roughing it as roughing it could be, but it was some of the best deer hunting and best times that uh, I can remember. So... Um, we broke off with that group. We still, you know, are part of it, but we broke off and have our own. We purchased it in 1982, and um, that's where the family's been ever since. Uh, Forty years of hunting in the same area, and, you know, you'd think you'd have the deer figured out, but every year they seem to elude us. So, but there's been a few that have uh, seen the meat hole and some good pictures, <laughs> and uh, we, will, we will continue to eat venison every year especially with meat prices as high as they are now we'll maybe take another one and, and go from there but uh it's a it's a great place to be in the fall and and shifting from walleye to deer hunting has is, is been real easy to do lately well and and with the amount of fishing you do my question is do you do you do a lot of other hunting or is it uh, is it strictly deer hunting for you well good good question kevin made imagine you bring that up um we were just actually on baiters pheasant land here uh by Leech Lake, I, I'm, uh, just the other side of Leech Lake, um, uh, a few days ago. Okay. We were hunting, there were seven of us hunting with four dogs, 
and four of the best dogs I've ever worked with. And if you have a chance to go there or any pheasant farm for that matter and watch a dog work and smell and, and hold and lock up on a pheasant, there's really not a better sight. Um, these pheasants were holding real tight for us, and the dogs would be inches away from these birds, and they wouldn't go. Um, and, you know, you, you give a kick, and off the pheasant goes, and, you know, it, the fun of it is watching the dogs. And, of course, you know, it's always excellent to eat pheasant, um, you know, crock pot or grill or however you want to cook them. But just the sheer hunting of pheasants, grouse, anything while watching the dogs work, is second to none. So uh, it's been a lot of fun with that lately. Yeah, but I I mean, I don't know how a person can, you know, fish seriously and hunt seriously. There's just, I I talk to Matt Brewer about this all the time. I don't know how you do it. There's just too many things. (laughs) Well, uh, I have other hobbies. That's what that is. (laughs) um, But, you know, you really do need to, to live it if you're, of course, in the fishing guide business. Um, yeah, I think I probably posted over a hundred, uh, fishing trips this year and the amount of enjoyment I have teaching people how to catch fish and just watching them enjoy the the fun of the fight is similar to that of, you know, the seven of us walking a field together in a line teamwork, um, just, just being a part of the hunt. And, uh, it's, it's just, it's, it's fun to continue to learn. You know, every day I learn something new about fishing, about hunting, about dogs, about birds. And now, especially with deer hunting, I'm doing a lot of reading and, and things on, you know, what's the latest and greatest out there. It's kind of like you and I have spoke to about the electronics of fishing boats, you know, mm-hmm. the the new uh, side scan, down scan, and, you know, the active target live scopes of the forward-facing transducers. Um sonar it's it's really it's really interesting to see how much more is out there in hunting as well so we continue to learn what's your favorite thing to hunt for is it is it deer you know after the last pheasant hunt i i might have to say that uh, i think the, tra- the tradition of the deer shack makes deer hunting a lot more enjoyable um to be a part of of getting together on a friday night you know, all the guys we're meeting this Thursday, we're grocery shopping and we're planning the meals. And, you know, we've been ready at the hunting shack. We have about 30 deer stands we maintain and cut shooting lanes and, and make sure that the heaters are on and ready and not on, but ready to go. And so, you know, the part of the buildup of opening deer season, um, before we lost dad, it was probably by far better than Christmas Day. And now it's still very exciting, but you know how you lose that one part of your group and things are just a little bit different. Yep. It's still outstanding as far as to get in the woods and be a part of that, that group. So um, I, I guess I would probably say lately, watching the dogs pheasant hunting, as far as my favorite, deer hunting is definitely exhilarating as well. Um, having the big one walk by and your pulse <laughs> triple, your buck fever sets in, and it's it's true. I mean hunting for 40 years buck fever still exists and it's as strong as ever so it's hard it's hard to duplicate that anywhere else in the world of fishing hunting any other sport so it's a good time i agree that window for deer hunting is relatively small and it is just on everybody's calendar and it it is a big family and or buddy uh, event uh that is so that 
you know, whether the actual hunting is maybe as much fun as another species, uh, that whole deal, uh, the overall experience, it, it is hard to duplicate. And those of us kind of on the outside looking in, you know, like I was telling you off the air, my, my dad never was into hunting much, so I never really got into it. Um, it's kind of, you know, we're kind of jealous. Well, and that's that's so important. You know, growing up, I remember being a kid and my older brothers going hunting with my dad, and I'm looking at my mom thinking, how come I'm not going? You know, so, you know, you think that is the what you wait for and what you're there for. And um, just the idea of sitting in the woods and, you know, with this nice weather, there's, you know, sitting in the tree with the bowl, just just enjoying the perfect weather. I mean, and, and have we had a better fall ever, Kev? I mean, this weather has been incredible. Oh, it's for everything. No matter what you want to do, it's been ideal. Exactly. And and so, you know, you, you sit in a tree and, and a lot of time to ponder life and, and you think about so many different things. But just enjoy Mother Nature and to be a part of it. Um, it's, it's pretty hard to duplicate all of the the joys that come from deer hunting so um i'm sorry that you weren't a part of it but know that i'll be thinking about you saturday morning as i'm gotten out a 12 pointer <laughs> 12 pointer you say <laughs> yeah well that would work right yeah yeah and then and you deer hunt up in your 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 stomping grounds right so we have uh some hunting land about 20 miles south of international falls and um you know like i said we we kind of have a good idea where the deer filter and funnel and, you know, which way the wind is blowing. And, you know, we're, we're pretty superstitious, if you will, but we use a lot of scentless products. And, and those, you know, that are just up-and-coming deer hunters, that's an important thing. If you're in the hunting shack and you're frying bacon, which is a, a staple to every deer shack, Kev, um, yeah. you're frying bacon, get your outside clothes, you know, your outer layer clothes out of the shack because, Bacon is definitely a scent that the twelve point buck will smell and snort. And as soon as you get to hear that snort, you might as well get down and watch the Packers win. So, <laughs> um, but with but with that said, you know, there's there's doe and estrus. Um, that's a great scent that I like to use as far as um, of covering up your own scent. Um, you know, that's that's a that's a great tip as well. And I think one other thing that that um, we started doing as a group is bringing a big milk bottle or a big jug tide bottle so you don't have to get up and down i mean if you're a coffee drinker like you and i can up and down the deer stand that makes a lot of ruckus so uh, use that bottle for immediate urination and you're gonna see a lot more deer if that makes sense okay yeah (laughs) yeah Um, so we're, we're, we'll talk more about that in a moment. I want to talk fishing a little bit because uh, you noted you'd done uh, 11 straight days of crappie fishing, but now your boat sold, so that's over for a while. Uh, but obviously, it's been a great fall to be on the water, if uh, if not for if for nothing else, comfort level like we were talking about. It has been, <clears throat> you know, and, and with the stable slowly cooling down weather, the immediate shifts from. 70 degrees to 20 degrees didn't really happen so we didn't have that dull lull of fishing um we we've been in water temps still in the 50s and they are holding crappies up in the six to nine foot range um using a crappie minnow pitching about four foot down with a jig slip bobber it's been incredible um i had a couple clients out the other day roughly about a week ago 
and we caught over 120 crappies mm. in a four-hour period. Now they were they weren't very large, Kev, but to have that bobber go down and to see uh, the kid just get excited every time—that's what it's all about, right there. So, um, but it, it's been a great fall for that. Um, but the pattern's been excellent, and, and even though I don't have a boat, I, I I guarantee you, if you still went out, you'd get them up in that same depth, and and they'd be there. So. Maybe instead of deer hunting, if that's not your cup of tea, go out and get a few crappies. How's the walleye been? So the walleye bite on Rainy Lake has been excellent out on the reefs. And and it it held true, well, roughly about a week and a half ago when I had the last walleye trip. They were still out on the reefs, um, and it and was a good bite. I'm really excited to see what this year class is going to do. I was talking to some other guides in the area. The 10 to 13-inch walleyes are everywhere on the lake. Every break line, every hump, every reef, everywhere you stop, you would catch a handful of those or more. And that's uncommon for Rainy Lake. So it's going to be fun to see what this lake does in the next two, three years when those fish get to 16 to 18 inches. Um, it's going to be excellent. The Rainy River bite, I heard, was pretty hit and miss. The shiners ran early this year, I was told. And, you know, the Birchdale, Franz Jevney, um, Frontier, um, that bite was good. Um, but it was a certain short window. And I haven't heard real good bites on the walleye on Rainy River lately. So, um, But, yeah, it's, it's been a good fall for fishing in general. Yeah, it has been, and uh, certainly, like we say, plenty of reason to be out there because the weather's been nice, been easy for people to get out there. I, I don't know if the numbers are up from years past in the fall, but i got to assume there's a few more people out there. Right, right. And, and you know, I think with the amount of people that still have their boats in the water, you know, a lot of, a lot of them are froze up right now. You know, I think a year ago we had two, three inches of snow today. Yeah. So, um, and that, that puts a damper on the fishing. Um, but, you know, being on Rainy Lake here, I'm watching boats going back and forth, and I know they're they're carrying crappies of walleyes back to the cleaning shack. So uh, I think the bite's still been really good. So. Okay. Well, it, it's um, it's that time of year where, like, like, there is everything going on. People have to make choices. You know, kids play sports, too, soccer, football, volleyball. So there's just a, a million things going on. But if you can get out, you need to get out. <clears throat> and... We're going to be in January temperatures very soon. You know, I look at the 12-day forecast, uh, 10, 12-day out. And, uh, the bottom's coming out of that uh, forecast, Kevin. So it'll be here before you know it. But in the next few days, get out and enjoy. Whether it's a walk, a bike, um, whatever it might be, grab a shotgun and an orange vest and go walk in the woods. The pheasant population, Kev, up here, it's incredible. Um, the, uh, the grouse, partridge population, I mean, it's it's not uncommon when we drive our two miles to our hunting shack to see a dozen grouse and that's a good sign of a healthy woods and healthy forest and um it's going to be a lot of fun sitting in the deer stand this weekend watching all these grouse walk by and they're as loud as a deer sometimes so they come walking by and you think oh here comes the big one and it's a little grouse so <laughs> those that are listening will know exactly what i'm talking about they could be really loud many more topics to cover with bruce g I'm Kevin Cochran of Kevin Cochran's Muskie Guide Service, and I catch fish bigger than Kev Jackson on a daily basis. If you're ready to write the next chapter of your life and love the outdoors, Northwest Technical College 
might be the perfect fit. Northwest Technical College in Bemidji has state-of-the-art technical education and six career paths in the heart of the Northwoods. Automotive, building trades, business, health, child care, and manufacturing technology. We're surrounded by more than 400 lakes and acres and acres of forests. You can be fishing, you can be hunting, and you can be plotting the course of your life all at the same place. The shortest path to your dream job begins at Northwest Technical College, Bemidji's Technical College. Learn more today. Visit ntcmn.edu. Winter has set in. Bemidji, the first city on the Mississippi, comes alive during the frozen winter months. Whether you explore the hundreds of miles worth of trails by either snowmobile or snowshoe, Bemidji captures Minnesota at its finest. There are 400 lakes close by, perfect for that weekend ice fishing getaway. Located in the heart of northern Minnesota, Bemidji. Hotels, B&Bs, and year-round resorts, Bemidji has you covered for your perfect winter getaway. All reasons why Paul Bunyan and Babe call Bemidji home. For more details, go to visitbemidji.com. This is Mandy Year, and you're listening to Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. He loves to fish, he loves to hunt, he loves to do pretty much anything outdoors. He's Bruce Jean of Rainy Lakes Guide Service. We're checking back in as he gets ready for the opener. Bruce, are there a lot of wolves in your neck of the woods? Unfortunately, the answer to that is the people I've been talking to that have the trail cameras and, um, you know, they have the, the cameras that will send a picture directly to your phone as soon as something walks by. I've talked about five different groups and parties and they are infiltrated with wolves mm. the wolf population up here according to these guys and according to what we are hearing um has never been higher and it's going to take its toll on the deer population yep. and you know i think it's going to definitely impact our hunt um especially in in our you know where we hunt in our area we were sitting around the fire roughly a week ago it's probably 10 o'clock at night and we heard three different packs of wolves and we know they're different because one was direct directly north another one was a long ways off in the south and then one one was just right to our east it's kind of eerie to be in the woods the middle of nowhere (laughs) and you got a pack of eight to ten wolves yipping and howling and doing all kinds of things so uh it's definitely going to be a concern the wolf population is in my opinion it's out of control there's too many wolves out there right now and and i hope that um, the DNR is, is keeping tabs on this as well because it's it's going to overcome the deer population, especially if we get a tough winter again. Mm, okay. Um, so question for you as, you know, the aficionado of all things outdoors, um, <laughs> one of the things, you know, my, my wife does not like venison at all. Um, and the main reason is, too dry. We hear that a lot. So yep. um, I'm assuming you know how to prevent that from happening. So, Kev, it's funny. We were just discussing this as well. When I cut my I cut my own deer up, so um, we skinned it immediately, and that's an important thing. Uh, of course, you got to get the meat pole picture. But when you skin it, it'll dry and will um, cool down. You want to get that deer down to you know, a cool temperature as soon as you can. Then when I cut it up, I cut it in steaks and I cut them fairly thick. Cause I, you know, a, a thicker steak is going to grill up a little bit better. But then I put these steaks into a Ziploc bag. And for every deer I get, I get about roughly 50 bags of venison steaks. And then I put marinade in all 50 of those bags. 
Okay. So I, so I marinate all the steaks as soon as I get them, okay? So I marinate them about two or three days outside, so it's you know roughly that 30 to 40 temp degrees temperature-wise, and I'm constantly squishing all 50 of these bags, getting that marinade in the meat. Then I'll freeze them. So I'll put these Ziploc bags in the, in the freezer, and when it's time to grill some venison, I pull them out. They're, they're marinating as they're thawing out. Usually throw them in a thing of water if, if um, you want to get them thawed in a hurry and marinate them for a day or two that way or just pull them out, throw them on the grill, cook them medium to medium rare. Don't overcook venison, pheasant, grouse, any of that, and flip them quick, pull them off, and, and I'll tell you, Kev, I get a lot of compliments on the venison steaks that we make and, and marinating them and then freezing them in the marinade. For those of you listening, give it a shot. I think you're going to like it. So it's, it's been a nice addition, and it's been a real good way for us to cook our venison. Is it a secret uh, marinade recipe? So, you know, there's I have about five different flavors, and I, I just every year I seem to grab something different, Caribbean jerk, um, honey barbecue. Um, you know, I mean, whatever you like, your taste buds like, that will be passed into your steaks. And it, it's really, it's, it's fun to try it, try different flavors out. And so I really don't have one that's favorite, but um, you can buy marinade. I don't know, I get about 15, you know, tubes of, uh, of uh, marinade and just throw a little bit in every bag and marinate it around. And it does, it really does work well. So I'll have to bring you a bag, Kevin. Yeah, that sounds, uh, that sounds delicious. We'll see if your wife will approve of it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, what about like beef stick, or I should say venison sticks, venison jerky, do anything like that? I do, yep. So we do our beer sticks as well. You know, that's that's kind of a staple. Um, you know, my mom and dad got into venison jerky for a while with the dryer. That's always good, but it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will also bring, when I, you know, I bring my scraps in, um, I'll have those cut cut up, and, and that's what they'll you know, make those out of. You used to do the sausage, the breakfast sausage and stuff. I, I just I quit doing that right now. Mostly into the venison um, uh, jerky and venison beer sticks. So, okay. but yeah, they're they're good as well. And you know, hit your local shop because they all do a good job. It's some have different flavors than others. Right, right. Oh, it's uh, it's yeah, it's not just about catching it or, or shooting it. It's about everything that comes after as well. And and it is there is something uh, that's got to be feeling pretty good when you you put that venison steak on the grill and you're having it for dinner and you just know the whole history that went into that piece of meat you're eating tonight. Yep, and and you know I always put the date and the year and I always when when you pull it out you're like huh that one was walking and the the twelve pointer I shot last year Kev was walking right into a big cedar grove where I heard a bunch of wolves yipping. So I often wonder if it wasn't for me, if that deer would have died from the wolves or what. So I'm guessing he probably would have been fine with the big rack that he had. Notice I put a plug in for myself on that one. Um, it, uh, it, it, was, it was definitely an interesting scenario, cleaning a deer about 100 yards from an area where I just heard a few wolves yipping. Oh, yeah. Um, that's always an interesting, gets the blood going a little bit more. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, well, I know you, you, you tried them out on me, so uh, let's hear the latest uh, Bruce Jean dad joke of the, uh, I don't know, I guess it'd be the month. This, it's been a while. Yeah, hey, so Kev, 
what did Mr. Simpson say when he hit a deer with his car? I don't know. What did he don't say? He... Oh, oh, what a bump. I know, I know. That was a bad one. That's, uh, you know what? I've heard worse. Okay. Especially from me. I've heard worse from you, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You got any more? Oh, um, um,. You know, I do have one more, and I think this one, um, oh, yeah, this is a deer hunting joke. Kev. Okay. Um, a... What do you call a deer that can't see very well? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> no idea. I, I like the, yeah, I like the, I like the other one better. All right. Yeah, okay. Let's go with that one then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so hey, so when do you uh, when do you hit the gym floor? So basketball officiating started with some scrimmages. Um, it's rolling the week after deer season for me. I kind of blocked my schedule out, um, but yeah, college basketball officiating will be uh, right around the corner. And and uh, you know, the last scrimmage, Kev, I realized how out of shape I really am. <laughs> and I look, I'm thinking, I just spent the last three months sitting in a boat eating fried fish and fried potatoes. So it's about time I get back out on the basketball court. So if you're out and about it, but maybe you stay in a month, swing up, and you can yell at the referee, and I'll just take it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, I'm tempted to, to do that, absolutely. All right. That'd, well, that'd be good. No, if you, if you get your deer and you have to haul it through the woods, uh, you'll get in good shape in very short order. That's right. That's right. And for all of you out there deer hunting, um, Get some walk-in before you start pulling, dragging a deer through the woods because, you know, that old ticker is not as strong as it used to be. And that's a, that's a the immediate heart attack right there, pulling a 200-pound deer through the woods. So <laughs> yeah. be careful. All right. Well, you ready for another Fast Five? Oh, I'm nervous, Kev, but I'm ready. What's up? Fast Five. Okay, here we go. Question number one, dessert time, pie or cake? Oh, I love birthday cake, so let's go with cake. Nope. Oh, all right. All right. Uh, I'm a pie guy, but, you know, I, I won't say no to cake. What kind of pie, Kev? Oh, I love fruit pies. I'm a blueberry pie fan. That is, like, my all-time favorite. Oh, i got to tell you a quick story. Okay. Kettle Falls Hotel is a place that I bring my clients and have them cook fish and stuff for them. They have a fruit of the forest pie. It's incredible with a scoop of ice cream. Blueberry, strawberry, raspberry all mixed into one pie. I might change my answer. Let's go with pie. (laughs) (laughs) Question number two. Sitting in front of the boob tube growing up, what's your favorite TV show of all time? Well, I'd have to say Homer Simpson, but I didn't really watch him. So, um, boy, yeah. It wasn't my favorite, but do you remember Benny Hill? Oh yes, <laughs> that that I, I never watched that. So my mom. No, I, I never um, did either. Yeah, so <laughs> you know we were just watching uh, Night Rider. Remember that? Oh yeah. So yeah. that one wasn't bad. Um, the A Team was always good, um, but as a kid, those are some of my favorites. I can just remember. Um, and then, of course, Gunsmoke. I, I did really love watching that, but it's what the family did. So Yeah, that was everybody had to watch Guns, Gunsmoke. That's right. Old Festus. Yep. Yes. Yes. <laughs> all right. Question number three. Who's your favorite actor of all time? Boy, I just watched the new Maverick Top Gun, 
again. I'm, I'm not really a big fan of Tom Cruise, but he does a nice job in that. Um, uh, um, actor, I did have a, a bourbon with Clint Eastwood. Ooh. That was an interesting story. So I'd go with Clint Eastwood. Let's go with that. So. You can't argue with Clint Eastwood. Um, and just a really nice guy. Uh, I happened to be at the same wedding he was at and had a chat with him. Humble, you'd never know he was who he was by chatting with him. Great guy. Wow. Fun, fun, fun story. We'll have to sit on someday and talk about it. Yeah, that one's, yeah, we got to hear that one for sure. All right, question number four. Who was your high school celebrity crush? Well, remember Mary Lou Retton? Oh, yeah. I, I always thought she was kind of cute. And then the gal from Karate Kid. I don't remember her name. Um, Mary Lou Retton was cute. Yeah. You can't yeah. dispute that. Yeah, go with that. Okay. And she was athletic. She was very athletic. Yeah. And she was Team USA. That's what I liked about her. There you go. There you go. All right. Question number five. Are you a coffee drinker? Boy, I love coffee creamer, and I put some coffee in <laughs> Okay, that was the next part of the question, black or additives, clearly additives. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm not much of a coffee drinker, and, and uh, you, I, you might as well not even have coffee if you don't have creamer, so, but yeah, I do enjoy a cup of coffee in the morning. All right. Well, Bruce... <laughs> Bruce, do you do any uh, any guiding during the uh, ice fishing season, or are you strictly a soft water guy? No, I do. I have uh, I have some scheduled trips. I also have a spear house, spear fishing house that I'm renting out this winter as well. And if you want to come up and have an exhilarating time while being half asleep, come <laughs> and sit in a spear house for four hours. You will absolutely love it because you're in a wall that's nice and warm in the house. The music is on low. And you got this decoy spinning around a circle, and you got the sucker minnow that's swimming around, and all of a sudden, a 20-pound northern slams the decoy. It wakes you up in a mighty hurry. And then it's how quickly can you get to the spear? And but um, I do I do some ice fishing and, and uh, ice spearing guiding. And uh, Rainy Lake is a good place to be in the winter. Um, we also do a lot of fishing on Lake of the Woods, but. Um, come on up to Rainy, and we'll show you a different type of fishing. And uh, and definitely, if you're into spear fishing, it's a blast up here too. So, okay, so if uh, people want to go uh, hard water fishing with you, or even plan for soft water next year, how do they go about doing that? So you can check out my website at www.rainyleakeguiding.com, or you can give me a call at seven six three two three eight seven five zero seven. We'll definitely take care of you. He's Bruce Jean of uh, Rainy Lake Guides, and uh, he does everything. And so it's always fun to talk to him. Bruce, thanks for taking the time today. It was great to have you back on the show. Thanks, Kev. It's always a pleasure. Popcorn, yeah!